but two leading French football administrators, one called Jules Rimet and another, named Henri Delaunay, weren't satisfied with the idea of staying exclusively under the Olympic umbrella. Rimet was president of the French Federation and Delaunay was the secretary. They didn't see why the Olympics should steal all soccer's glory. Rimet and Delaunay wanted a tournament where professional players could take centre stage and break free from the restrictions of amateurism. At the Amsterdam Olympics in 1928, plans for the first World Cup were finally laid. The question was this, where should the inaugural tournament be held? Italy, Holland, Spain and Sweden all volunteered to play host. But Uruguay, believing they were now the true world leaders in the game, stole everyone's thunder. They offered to pay for any nations prepared to travel to Montevideo for the first World Cup. They even promised to build a new stadium, especially for the occasion, and celebrate 100 years of Uruguayan independence at the same time. And that's how the World Cup was born and first played at the Centenary Stadium in Montevideo in 1930. There weren't many teams compared to the numbers of countries involved today. Some European nations pulled out because of the three-week voyage it would take to reach Uruguay. Others did so because they had offered to stage the tournament and had been rejected for the role. Meanwhile, the British didn't take part because they were against anything that wasn't amateur. Four European teams agreed to compete in 1930. France, Belgium, Romania and Yugoslavia. Their boat picked up the Brazilian team on the way down to Montevideo. The USA and Mexico joined Argentina to complete the list of teams prepared to do battle in Uruguay. Despite the distances travelled by some teams in order to join the party, the first World Cup final turned out to be a local grudge match. Uruguay versus Argentina was a repeat of the 1928 Olympic final, a tense affair that had required a replay before Uruguay triumphed. The 1930 final was keenly anticipated. The stadium was to be filled with 90,000 fanatical fans, and the gates opened at 8am, even though the game wasn't due to kick off until 2 in the afternoon. Several boats were commandeered to sail a sizable Argentine support across the River Plate. Victory or death was their fanatical chant. Police fixed bayonets in a show of force designed to keep the peace in Montevideo. The rivalry reached fever pitch. The Argentina team had required a 24-7 armed guard ever since their arrival and a mounted police escort to every training session. So it was a relief to all concerned when that first World Cup final kicked off so that everyone could focus on the football. Though Argentina struck first, Uruguay would not be denied. They came from 2-1 behind to win 4-2. That comeback caused a riot back in Buenos Aires, though a fragile peace held in Montevideo. And at the end of the game, Uruguay were awarded a beautiful golden trophy designed by the French sculptor Abel Lafleur. It became known as the Jules Rimet Trophy, after the Frenchman who had done most to found the tournament. Uruguay didn't defend their title in 1934, partly because they were still angry at how so many European teams had refused to attend their own tournament. Italy played host to the Second World Cup, but the fascist regime of Benito Mussolini cast a dark shadow over the tournament. Adolf Hitler later based his Nazi tyranny in Germany on many of Mussolini's ideas, so you can imagine just how determined the Italian dictator was to show the world that his country was superior to all others.
It was said that Italy's desire to win that World Cup at all costs tarnished the spirit of the event. Sixteen teams played in a straight knockout tournament so there was no margin for error. The Italy team was known as Mussolini's Azzurri. The dictator attended personally. Italy thrashed the USA 7-1 on their way to the final. There they beat Czechoslovakia 2-1 after extra time. Much to Mussolini's delight, Italy had conquered the soccer world. The Italians won the 1938 World Cup in France too, just to prove that they were capable of thriving outside the fascist setup back home. Uruguay and Argentina didn't play in 1938 for their own political reasons. Uruguay was still sore at the refusal of so many nations to attend their own World Cup back in 1930. Argentina felt that they should have been chosen to host the latest World Cup instead of France, so the cup holders had a clearer shot at retaining their title.